0: Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the House of Abraham. I'm your host, Andrew Nelly. This is episode seven. So we've got a really great and interesting show for you all today. Uh, I'm both excited and a little bit uh, hesitant about this episode, <laughs> just because we're going to be talking about conspiracies. Oh no. Anytime you say that word as a podcast host, as, well, pretty much anybody, people are automatically going to assume that A, you're crazy, B, you're just going to talk about Sasquatch the whole time, or UFOs, and uh, we're not going to get into either of those things, I assure you. So, I'm not crazy, (laughs) at least I don't think I am. Uh, Crazy people don't know they're crazy, right? So, uh, this is going to be a fun episode Uh, We are going to talk about some conspiracy theories uh, and whether or not you should or should not entertain things of that nature. We're going to break into more a little bit on that. We're also going to talk about something that is not a conspiracy theory and that is overpopulation and how it is currently affecting our world and what it's going to look like on down the road into the future. We're also going to talk about... Preparing for the next pandemic. And that's a direct quote from somebody high up in our government. So we'll get into that more as well. And last on the list is uh, war on procreation. Now that's a uh, quite a big chunk to bite off. And again, it kind of fits into my apprehension for this episode, but... Here on the House of Abraham, much like our fearless leader, Abraham Lincoln, we move forth and jump willingly into the fray. Even though the bullets are flying, we fear not. (laughs) So we'll take on every topic. We don't care how scary or spooky it is. We're going to talk about it. We're going to break it down. We're going to jump right in because the water is fine. So episode seven. Welcome to another episode. So, <sighs> conspiracy theories. All right, let's. This is a quite a big chunk to bite off and start chewing on. So let's let's, uh, as they say, eat this elephant one piece at a time. Typically, when you say conspiracy or conspiracy theories, what conjures up in your mind? Uh, what conjures up in my mind is typically uh, the movie conspiracy theory starring Mel Gibson, and I can't remember who the female lead in that is, but if you're old enough to remember that film, it's not that old, and I'm not that old either, (laughs) but it certainly feels like that now. If you remember the film, Mel Gibson was a ex-CIA agent, and he became disenfranchised, got away from the agency, and then began to develop all kinds of theories on things that had happened in our country, in the nation, in the world, um, both in his time and in the past. And it's a great film. Uh, It's certainly, again, when people think of what a conspiracy theorist is, I think Mel Gibson pretty much nailed it. So what gets conjured up in your head when you hear conspiracy theory? Uh, You know, I think I wrote down Mel Gibson frantically pacing on a subway car in New York city talking to himself all about Nixon and the democratic party and Watergate and uh, the Russians and the mafia and how it's all tied in. (laughs) Uh, Or maybe you picture a homeless vet uh, sitting on the side of the road, shouting out apocalypse themed rants on a street corner. You know, uh, you may see that gentleman or persons and think, wow, that's, that's crazy. Maybe it is. Uh, to him, it certainly isn't. So, hey, who are we to judge, right? So I think the whole thing about conspiracy theories and what we, consp- what we consider to be conspiracy theorists is we're all given a narrative early in our lives and that we can use to quickly kind of dismiss or dismantle anything that comes along and upsets our delicate disposition, as Americans, <laughs> we have to tell ourselves, "Oh, that's nonsense. That's just that's just absolute nonsense." These are typical things that people say when presented with a conspiracy. It's uh, very easy for us to just say things like, "Oh, that's that's ridiculous. That that would never work. That could never happen. There's no way you could get that many people to sign on to be secretive, or you know." pretend like this never took place it's always much easier for us to believe the story that we're being told versus what could be considered critical thinking outside of the box and just possibilities so let me preface this before we really jump into this episode I want everybody to understand I consider myself to be a very linear and logic thinking person uh, I'm an educated person uh, I come from good stock of human beings <laughs> Both of my parents being highly educated, uh, what I consider to be not crazy individuals. So, and I consider myself to be the same as well. So when we jump into these issues, I want you to understand, I want to preface all of this. If I say this issue has been brought up before, that does not mean necessarily that I agree or I share in with the viewpoint. I'm just merely bringing up relevant Topics and issues that fit in with this narrative, and maybe they're correct, maybe they're batshit crazy, right? So that's the that's the point of this podcast. That's the point of this show. We're going to talk about these things. We're going to bring them up. We're going to dissect them. We're going to see if maybe there's some reverence to them. Maybe there's not. Uh, you know, I'll be the first one to shoot down a conspiracy theory if it sounds completely bananas. I'll be like, "That's bananas. Don't listen to that. That's garbage." Uh, but again, that's just my opinion. Don't listen to me. Go out there and do your own thinking. Do your own research. So that kind of brings us into well, there's so many different ways I could attack this um, overpopulation. So I just kind of wanted to dig around and get into this a little bit, and I wanted to start off with facts. I think the best way to enter into the water of this conversation is to enter in from a place of facts. So. I asked the Google, which arguably could be some facts, could be 75% facts. That's up to the reader and the listener. Who knows? This is what I consider to be a fact. The census in 1918 said that there was roughly 100 million Americans within the U.S. The census as of today, 2021, says that there's well over 305 million now, I say that 305 million is probably more like 4 or 500 million. And the reason why I say that is because our undocumented immigrants coming into this country is far greater, I'm sure, than it was in 1918. So that 305 million is just documented. I guarantee you, there's a couple hundred million more people running around this country that we don't know about. Because they didn't bother to fill out a census. (laughs) So, let's just say for the sake of argument, there's 305 million in today's time, okay? So, clearly, the number has gone up substantially, right? So, what does that mean? Well, what it means is people are dying less and less of diseases, uh, things like polio Influenza, of course. Now we have COVID, which is a whole new brand of things. But we'll get into that shortly as well. So people are dying less and less. People are living longer. So what does that mean from a sustainment standpoint? Well, what it means is our government, okay, your uh, FDA, your you know Food and Drug, your water departments, your sewer departments, your police, your fire, your services. Everything, everything that sustains the United States and keeps it moving forward every day is affected by this. I think a great example of this is one of my favorite movies of all time. My wife always laughs at me every time I say this. I love the movie Delivery Man with, oh, what's his name? Big Tall Guy from Wedding Crashers. Vince Vaughn, there it is. Thank you. Brain's working well this morning. Ja. So, <laughs> I cite the movie Delivery Man with Vince Vaughn. Great comedy movie, very heartfelt, wonderful film. Highly recommend it. Go check it out. In this film, he is a sperm donor. He uses it for supplemental income in a sperm bank. And in some kind of accidental snafu, the sperm bank accidentally gives his sperm to, I think it's like 405 or something different women. So, he is the father of of 400 and something children. And of course the film goes along and what's he going to do about it? He gets a lawyer and how am I supposed to be a father? How am I supposed to be a father to 405 children? Well, there's a great correlation here between that movie and this. If you're a parent to two children, even in today's time, that can be expensive, that can be cumbersome, that can be overtake your finances and your personal time. That's two. Imagine if you went to a gynecologist because you thought your wife was pregnant and the doctor comes back and says, "Um, (laughs) I've got some crazy news for you guys. I swear to God, you're never going to believe this. Uh, You guys are having 405 children. How would you prepare for that? As a parent in, in today's time, in, in this society where things are so expensive, the cost of living has gone up so substantially. It costs so much more to put a kid through college than it did 50 years ago. Gas prices are up. Everything is up. Cost of housing, everything is up. What would you say? What would be your response if a doctor told you that you were now the proud parent of 405 children? Knowing that the two of you We're only planning on a sustainment plan for two children. Really, you just want one. But now you you thought you got two. Now that number's increased to 405. What kind of infrastructure would you have in place set up for that? You didn't prepare for 405. You were barely ready for two. How are you supposed to buy a first car for 405 children? How are you supposed to put 405 kids through school, college, college, What happens when 405 kids call you from college and they need pizza money? (laughs) You know, Little Caesars ain't that cheap at $405 per person or 405 people ordering pizza. Catch my drift. How do you prepare for that? So the correlation there is, I believe at certain points in time throughout the history of this country... Infrastructure was set up for what they thought was going to be a certain number of people, and we have far exceeded that number. How are we supposed to care for what I believe to be four or five hundred million people? Not three hundred and five. I think it's way more than that. How are we supposed to s- sustain that many people in this country when our roads are not set up for that? Our infrastructure bills are not set up for that. How are we supposed to take care of feed, clothe, protect, fire, rescue, services, medical for that many people? So that brings up a lot of things. That brings up more questions than it does answers, certainly. But another thing that it invites in the door is conspiracy theories. And believe you me, there are a plenty of those. Let me tell you. (laughs) If you go to Google and type in conspiracy theories you will just go ahead and strap in a seatbelt on your couch and prepare yourself because you're about to be in this the entire day. There's plenty out there to swim in. So I'm going to read off some conspiracy theories that I have ran into. Now again, I'm going to preface this. When I read these off, this does not necessarily mean that I agree or disagree with these. When I read these off, You have to do this in today's age because people love to take things that you say out of context. I am not saying that the house of Abraham is procuring these or agreeing with these or pushing these forward. These are just some things that I found out in the wild, crazy, wild, wild west of the interwebs. Inter, interwebs. (laughs) Okay, so we're going to read some of these off and then we're going to kind of jump into them a little bit. And then you, dear listener, can kind of pick it apart and decide what you think. It's crazy or maybe there's some merit to it. Who knows? So, one of the most prolific conspiracy theories I've ran into, especially lately with the whole COVID debacle, is there are some people that are saying that the vaccine was created with the intent to make a certain percentage of men in this country sterile. So... What's the hidden purpose behind something like that? Well, population control. If we have 450 million people in this country and we're only set up to take care of 200 million, well, what do we need to happen? We need people to start having less babies. Well, what's a really quick and direct way to affect that? Well, make men less make men less uh, take away their ability to have children make them sterile you know is is that conspiracy theory 100% correct? absolutely not is there supporting evidence in this? eh maybe depends on how you look at the science depends on what you think is science depends on what you consider to be a credible source So that's one that's been pushed out that I noticed. Again, here on the show, we don't necessarily agree or disagree. We're just throwing out stuff. Maybe it's relevant. Maybe it's not. Another one that's been put out there is the new woke agenda for women's uh, Lib. Okay. So women's rights, uh, women's Lib, has been pushed around since the beginning of time. And this is always kind of a touchy issue because... If you say anything about it at all, you immediately can be accused of being sexist, right? So if you're for whatever the current agenda is, you're not sexist. But if you say something even remotely against it, it doesn't matter what kind of nuance you put into the sentence that you're getting ready to say, you will be attacked viciously and called a sexist, bigot, racist, whatever other words they can use (laughs) to describe you. So some say that the women's woke lib movement Is being used to convince women, basically telling young women in their 20s and 30s, hey, you don't need a man. You don't ever need a man. You don't need a man telling you what you should or should not be doing with your life or your career. You go out there, girl, and you do your job and and go to school and become a, a professional and don't worry about what that man's telling you. You don't have, you don't sit around the house and just be his baby making machine. You go out and do you for as long as you want to, and then maybe in your 40s you can try to have kids. That seems to be the, the message that I found on Google that some people are saying is a conspiracy. Trying to push young women in their 20s and 30s into having less and less kids and less babies because your career and your life is more important than the procreation and propagation of our human species. So that's a really, really tough one to to tackle. There is so much going on in that sentence that I just said. Um, And if you were to try to pick that apart and dissect it, we would need five more episodes and five more shows with male and female guests giving their opinions. Because some people would hear that conspiracy in that sentence I just said and they would be automatically offended. That's not at all what the women's woke liberal movement is about. We are trying to do this or do that. Some people may hear what I just said and say, I absolutely 100% agree with that. That's exactly what's going on in today's society. And some people may be on the fence, but that's far less likely in today's society of extremisms. So maybe there's some credence to that. Perhaps there isn't. Um, Again, I write on my papers, no evidence necessarily to back this claim up. I mean, yes, the women's lib, uh, woke agenda is, in a sense, pushing women to be more conscientious of their own goals and their own wants and needs and desires, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Absolutely nothing wrong with that whatsoever. Telling a woman that she should pursue her career and and self-betterment, there is absolutely nothing wrong with that whatsoever. Telling a woman that she should put that first and, and worry about being, uh, you know, a, a producer of a baby for her husband or her family. There's nothing wrong with that either. Women should be in a good decision-making position of their own bodies and what they want to do and how they want to do it. That's that's their call. As men, we don't get a vote on that. As we shouldn't. So. To that conspiracy theory, I mean, maybe there's some credence to it. Maybe there isn't. Uh, Certainly the woke agenda is pushing some kind of narrative behind that, whether it's that one in particular, who knows? Maybe, maybe. Um, So that's another one that I found. Um, Another one that I found, which I think is far more science-based and less opinion-based is I found one on men's testosterone levels. And this one I did go look up and researched and it said, recent studies are showing that global levels of testosterone have been on a steady decline for the last 30 or 40 years. Roughly about 1% each year they decline globally. So how does that affect population growth? I would say it affects it pretty substantially. A man with low T or low testosterone can be lethargic, uh, uninterested, His sex life could be gravely affected by this, considerably. Um, And so I guess uh, Forbes magazine put out an article a couple years ago that said, you are not as tough as your father or something along those lines. If I'm misquoting that, I apologize. But something along the lines of, you are not the man that your father or your grandfather once was. Your father's father. Men were just built differently back in the 20s and 30s early 1900s, 1800s. I've said that multiple times across multiple episodes, multiple podcast shows. We don't make men like we used to in post-Civil War era. The men back then then were just different. They were tougher. They were stronger. They were more self-assured. They were less weak. They were men. So this study that was done globally showing that a major decline in testosterone is occurring is a pretty significant find and it's it's very, it's terrifying. You know, why is it happening? Well, some people say it's our diet. Some people say it's our lack of physical activity. You know, back in the 1840s, you had to go hunt for your own food. There was no grocery store necessarily. So you had to You know, take care of your own weapons. You had to affix your own bow and arrow or crossbow. You had to go chase the deer down, shoot it, track it, bring it home, clean it, cook it, store it. All of those things made men more tougher, more resilient, more self-reliant. In today's society, a man, all he has to do is pick up his phone and go to an app and DoorDash will be there in 20 minutes or less. With whatever food you want, thus making us weaker, more independent, or I'm sorry, more dependent on the system, making us less manly. So that one, uh, you know, some of these I will not endorse, or I may sort of gently endorse. That one about, this particular one about testosterone levels declining, I 100% see merit in that. I a hundred percent see merit in that in that one for sure. I may not necessarily agree with some of these other ones. they could be considered conjecture or nonsense. Testosterone decline over the last thirty or forty years i I'm not a uh, biological scientist, I'm not a uh, anthropologist, but I can see a hundred percent merit in that in particular so. On to our next topic, which kind of falls in line with everything's all tied in. So, recently, Jen Psaki, the press, uh, what would you call her, the press secretary, I guess, for the White House, was holding a press conference, and she was talking about a lot of things. You know, there's a lot going on in a press conference, you know, uh, especially in the White House. Especially in this administration, people have many, many, many questions so she was going on and on about answering various things and she said something that has been pulled out and put on TikTok, YouTube, I don't know how many different things, Facebook, all social media platforms in particular. Jen Psaki was quoted as saying, and if I butcher this, I do apologize, but we will also be shoring up resources to prepare for the next pandemic. Whoa! What? <laughs> What'd you just say? I'm sorry, ma'am. Could you repeat that? Did you just say we are preparing for the next, next pandemic? That's uh, that's some news. I shouldn't say it's surprising in the least bit, but uh, that's that's more than concerning. When the White House press secretary is saying that the administration and resources, government agencies, are actively preparing for the next pandemic. So, in the vein of conspiracy theories, a lot of people have said across the social media world, news world, that we saw... COVID-19 coming a country mile away. A lot of people said, we saw this coming. It was news agencies were pre-reporting on it before it was even a thing. They were already calling it the Wuhan disaster or the leaked lab disaster or the next pandemic. And we just weren't paying attention. The signs were out there. We just weren't listening. Well, I'd like to think that one thing that has changed dramatically in the last three years is the American public has woken up and has started actively listening to what its politicians are saying on a daily basis. And I feel like this is a very big prime example of that. If the White House press secretary is saying, we are actively preparing for the next pandemic, that's a pretty big cue that we should all be paying attention to, wouldn't you say? So, what that tells me is they are either thinking or pre planning on COVID 19 sticking around for a very long time. So, what does that mean? Well, that's a, again, that conversation is a four or five episode, <laughs> multi pronged episode right there, because there's a lot going on there to unpack. But still, nevertheless, an announcement that all of us should heed and take warning of and just be cognizant of, be aware of, actively listening to what's going on and what your leaders, quote unquote, are telling us. So the last thing I had on my list for today was the war on procreation. So again, that's a that's a huge issue. That's a huge title. Um, there's a lot of moving parts and pieces to that conversation and that topic, the war on procreation. So that kind of brings in all of the things that I've been talking about this entire episode, everything about conspiracy theory, everything about, you know, uh, men being sterile, um, you know, whether or not we're allowed to talk about certain things publicly because they're considered a public faux pas. You're not supposed to have that conversation. You're not supposed to talk about those things. One example of that is uh, Jon Stewart going on The Late Show uh, with Stephen Colbert. And I've I've talked about this before in previous episodes, where Jon Stewart, who is a huge Democrat liberal, uh, basically came out and said, I don't know why we're not allowing ourselves to call this the Wuhan disaster. It started in Wuhan. It's It The very essence and nature of COVID-19 Began in a lab It began in a lab in Wuhan, China And it leaked out of there Why are we not allowed to say that? We call the Spanish flu the Spanish flu No one has ever gone back in time and tried to correct that one No one has ever gone back in time and said it is racist Or incorrect to call it the Spanish flu It's still called the Spanish flu of 1918 Never been changed, never been corrected, never been adjusted, never been questioned. Why is that? That was allowed to be called the Spanish flu, but when it comes to the Wuhan flu, all of a sudden, nope, every red flag and door comes slamming shut down on you. You're censored, silenced. Why is that? Is it because we're more woke in 2021? Or is it because we're going to upset the delicate sensibilities of our neighbors to the east? And maybe there's some things going on in the upper echelons of government where you cannot say such things. Did I just create a conspiracy theory? No. We don't really believe that, do we? Perhaps we do. Who knows? So the war on procreation, overpopulation, these two things are inexorably the same. We have overpopulation, clearly people are living longer, dying less. All of a sudden we have this pandemic that hasn't really happened since 1918. And we lose hundreds and hundreds of millions of people. Actually, no, how many people did we lose? It wasn't hundreds of millions. That's a number I should look up. My apologies if I got that number incorrect. Uh, I'm not sure how many people we've lost total globally to COVID-19. I know it's a lot. Uh, Next time I'll have that figure more uh, readily available. So my apologies for that. But overpopulation. Clearly it's an issue. We have too many people, not enough resources, and there are people in upper echelons of government that know this to be true. And they're looking at it in a much different way than the average U.S. Joe or Jane citizen. One of my favorite Abraham Lincoln quotes that I've quoted on multiple other shows speaks to this point. Abraham Lincoln once said, we have far too many pigs and not enough tits. So what does that mean? We've got too many people, not enough resources to go around to fulfill the needs of all of these people. That creates a serious problem. Again, roads can't handle the large influx of traffic. Hospitals are overran. Food producers, resources, farmers can't keep up with the large demand. Too many pegs. Not nearly enough teats. So the war on procreation. Overpopulation. One in the same. Are we truly in a place right now where we have too many people and not enough sustainability to keep keep this going, keep this moving forward? That's a question I'd put to you. Where are we with this? What what are your thoughts? How do you feel about these issues? Moving forward, are we a population that is doomed because we are going to run out of space and places to put everybody? Are we going to have to start creating diseases to kill people off so we can control population so that we have enough resources for everybody? Is that really what's going on in the background, or is that merely just another conspiracy theory? Interesting questions, interesting thought-provoking questions that we have raised here on the House of Abraham. Again, thank you so much for joining me on this episode. I've had a lot of fun kind of breaking these issues down, getting into different various topics and ideas, thought-provoking ideas. And that's what you should be using these for. That's what you should be using this show for, just to get the wheels a-turning. Get some ideas churning. Thank you so much for joining me again on episode seven. Stay tuned for new episodes. You guys be well. Love your neighbors as yourselves. Be kind to one another and go with God.